0: In the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I ask you to bear with me today. I've been fighting through this cold and I sound um, quite horrible, but if you can stand it, I'll do my best. Um, I wanted to tell you about a tragic case this morning of mistaken identity that cost a young woman her life. She was a university student. Her name was Samantha Josephson, and she was a, uh, a university student at the uh, University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. She was out with her friends one night, late at night, and decided to call it quits, and so she, um, she did what a lot of people do. They, she uh, called for an Uber, um, said her goodbyes to her friends, and went out and stood by the corner to wait for her ride to appear. In case you don't know what Uber is, it's what's called a ride-sharing app. Um, it's really a private taxi service. And anybody who has a smartphone can download this app and you can um, enter your credit card and in a few moments you could get a ride from wherever you're going, like a a taxi cab, anywhere basically in the world you can find these Ubers. And on the other side of it, if you um, happen to be somebody who wanted to drive uh, like a taxi service in your own car, you can um, sign up and in a few minutes have an account set up and, and just go out from here before the day's over, your own Car could be your uh, your private taxi service, and so this is what Samantha Josephson did. She um, she called for an Uber ride, and um, late at night she goes outside of the of the bar wherever was she was and um, stood outside the, the street corner and um, up pulled a black Chevrolet Impala, um, and she assumed it was a ride and she gets into the back of this and drives away. The driver of the car was not an Uber driver. But he rightly assumed that this young woman standing on the street corner was waiting for one. And so he pulled up and played the part. The CCTV footage showed Samantha Josephson getting into the back seat of what later would be identified as Nathaniel Rowland's car. And it was the last time that she was seen alive. To combat the problem misidentification, Uber tries to make Levels of security possible, like a photo of the driver, the make and model of the car, the license plate of the car that's coming, and and riders should look at this and and verify that indeed they're getting into an authentic car and not a fake. And I thought about how it is that there are times in life when proper identification is critical, when you have to identify someone. And it's important, it's life or death really hangs in the balance in making a proper identification. But it works even with simple things. You're in the grocery store and you're looking for fish sauce because you're making pad thai. I know you're making pad thai, this is what you do. And so you're looking for it and you're going all over the grocery and you can't find it. And so you could do a couple things. You could ask a fellow shopper, but you might get me. I can't find a spoon in my own kitchen. So asking me how to find, um, you know, fish sauce in a grocery store, you'd be completely lost. But you know what to do. You look for the person in the apron with the name tag, and you say to them, do you work here? And they say, no, I just wear an apron and a name tag. So people think I work. Yes, of course I work here. And they, you ask them, well, where's the fish sauce? And they say aisle seven, top shelf, middle of the world. This is the way you would do things. If it's an emergency, you look for somebody who's in a navy blue or a khaki uniform they got a shiny silver badge on a gun on their hip um, if you're in Kentucky uh, smeared sunglasses you know this person's a police officer we know what they do they're they're here to help you're in a waiting room of a hospital the loved one that you have is in surgery and you're sitting there anxious waiting for a word and all of a sudden the door is open and a young woman comes in and she's wearing scrubs and she has a um, a, a surgical mask around her neck and a, and a cap that 's keeping her hair all tight up in a bundle behind her, and you know immediately she 's the surgeon she 's got word of that this that's coming, and, and so you identify her, you can see who she is. We need to identify the roles that people play in society. This is part of the, what we do. And, and we, we, we know them by the uniform they wear or the badge they wear or, or some, you know, uh, vehicle that they're in. There's some sort of marking that tells us what they do. It's why like clergy wear a dog collar, you know, to say, hey, I work for God. You know, this is what I do. Ask me anything, literally anything. And, um, and it happens. You wouldn't believe the conversations I've had. In, um, in restaurants and uh, in grocery stores, at nursing homes and hospitals. We identify people. We need these marks of identification. So they are. But what about more subtle forms of identification? What about the, the marks or the identifying marks of a Christian? What might those be? Because this, I think, is the very point. That Jesus is trying to make in the gospel lesson tonight today it was tonight for him it was a Thursday night he was gathered with his friends on Monday Thursday the very first Monday Thursday the institution of the Lord's Supper the Mass the Holy Eucharist Divine Liturgy whatever language you use to call it the what we call the Last Supper the Lord's Supper he has gathered his friends together and um prepared this meal. But he does something that causes quite a stir. He gets up and he takes a bowl of water and a towel and he wraps the towel around him and he begins to wash the feet of his friends. It's kind of a dirty job because men wore these uh, really crude sandals in, in his day and the roads were just trampled down dirt and so feet were really dirty and and so, washing feet was really a kind of a gross job. It's nothing that somebody would aspire to, you know. Hey, Jerry, I heard you're going to Penn State next year. What do you ma- major in? I was thinking about foot washing. You know, no, nobody does this, right? This is not a. It's not a job you want to do. In fact, it doesn't take any really great skill set. It simply requires humility. The willingness to bow down and actually do it. And so Jesus washes his friends' feet. And three things he tells them then. First, what I've done, you should do. Second, I'm going away. And third, I leave you with a new commandment. Now setting aside the part about I'm going away, which we know to be his ascension, but right? I'm going to, not just his death, but I'm going to weigh death, resurrection, and ascension. I'll be gone. He leaves two ethical imperatives, two things that people have to do. Clear guidelines, oughts. Discipleship comes with a sense of duty, of obligation. It also implies a binary choice. That is, you either will do this or you will not do it. There's not a third way. Friends of mine, Jesus says, disciples, I give you this choice before you. Either you'll follow this this way or you will not. What is their duty? What's their obligation? You should serve one another in humility. And you should love one another. Jesus washes feet, a menial task, a, a... a thankless job, a job for the lowest form of servant. And he says to his friends, what I have done, you should also do. Just as you should do it, he says, kathos in Greek. Just as I have done, you should also do. In the exact same way. Just like me. I wish I had another synonym to give you. In the same exact way, you, as I have done, you should do discipleship involves a life of humble service i thought about the fact that jesus washes all of his disciples feet before he mentions that someone's going to betray him which presumably means he even washes the feet of the disciple he knows is about to betray him judas i've told you before john can't even say judas's name without going to